and Sir Goodwin Locke weekly podcast based around black culture current events, entertainment, best friends series, black love series, and controversial and informative topics and shows featuring special guests. Subscribe, listen, and follow on all podcasts and social media platforms. It's the Unapologetic Podcast. We are live on a Sunday afternoon in great company. Kim is here, the actual factual. How are you today? Blessed, black, and highly favored. How about yourself? I cannot complain. Today we have a special show with a special guest and just an overall good, positive person. Yes! Uh, he was a friend in my head last time, but I, I think we've gotten a little, a little closer Y'all now. Moving towards the I'm trying to get invited on the trip. Oh! Okay, you know, on, but you know, I just I can't. Grand trips. Yeah, I, I yeah. can't. But I do tap out early, so okay. you know that may See, not. At least you let them know early. Right. That's how you do it. Right. Tim Jones is here. Welcome, sir. Welcome. Happy Happy Sunday, Miss Kim, Sir Goodwin. Thank y'all for having me. We are friends. <laughs> Let's get that out the way. Oh, we are friends. We are friends. Okay. So we'll be called out for the next shindig get yes. together. Okay. Yes. Let me see if my invite get lost in the mail. Okay. <laughs> it that was just a, a little pre-show talk. There. <laughs> uh, t- uh, Tip, thank you for being here today on this beautiful Sunday in Chicago, Illinois. You are royalty here in Chicago, so we are glad to have you here. Mm-hmm. And you brought something special for us. You have a new book, Leave No Potential on the Table. It is here. You see it right here in front. If you're watching us on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, and if you're listening, we want you to go buy this new literary work. Yes. Tim, tell us where we can find it and all of that good stuff. Yeah, let's get that out of the way early. Uh, I am timjones.com. You can purchase the book. Um, I transformed my original website into a Leave No Potential on the Table store. Oh, nice. So you can find all of my merch there. Um, you'll find the book for $15. You'll find my posters. Some of my motivational quotes have been placed on posters. And you can find them there for $20 per poster. It's four different posters. You can also find me on Amazon.com, nice. Barnes & Noble, if you're just really still in the game. Uh, thank you, Barnes & Noble. I have my account. You know, uh, Schomburg Lot Township Library just put 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 me in circulation. Oh, congratulations! Um, I'm not on the shelf yet, but I got word last week um, that I'll be in circulation soon, and I'm working my way into Chicago Public Libraries. Wow, amazing! All right now, uh, tell us about the uh, front cover here. Leave no potential on the table. Kim pointed that out earlier. Yeah, tell us about that. Um. Well, I think. I wanted to get something that embodied um, my journey, but I didn't want it to be my face, right? I, I thought, I feel like this book belongs to the world. And so I wanted some imagery that could be an extension of myself, but also kind of transcend into other people's life. So it's just me on this incline. Like I believe all of our lives are on the incline. Um, a lot of my messages, um, there's this saying that I say, you are right on schedule. Mm-hmm. And I don't care where you are in life, you are right on schedule, right? And you you have to decide what direction that is or where, where on, what on schedule means for you. And so I felt like this uh, captured it. Um, I used the rocket um, emoji um, 
after my motivation no thoughts after my hashtag leave no potential on the table which was birth um five years ago four years ago mm-hmm. um so yeah so that's the cover people really like the cover mm-hmm. but basically i feel like that's me besides the black shoes i would have did a brown shoes <laughs> with the navy <laughs> pants and the brown belt okay. but my graphic designer she she didn't know me that well oh okay <laughs> got it got it got it that is true blue and brown yeah i'm a blue and brown yeah. guy mm-hmm. yes Okay, now uh, you are. Where can we find you on social media? I think that's very important. Yes. Well, I love and kind of live out and addicted to Instagram. I am Tim Jones. Um, I'm on Twitter. I am Tim L. Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook is just Tim Jones. It's a lot of us, but if you're in this uh, unapolog- unapologetic, ecosystem mm-hmm. the algorithm will pop me up yeah. if, if you search tim jones i'll pop up and um i do a lot of leadership writing on linkedin hmm. timothy l jones if you ever want to be inspired uh for your vocation and career work Beautiful. okay now you are from chicago born and raised correct? yeah uh tim jones has a special show already on our um you know, feed a podcast feed, unapologetic podcast on all podcast networks. Um, where you're from uh-huh. does not people like you don't really come out. You know, the positive people, the yeah. motivational people. How do you feel like you kind of beat the system? And we'll get into more system talk a little later. But how do you feel like you beat the system to become who you are today? Wow, that's a really good question. Um, I, I think life circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I finished a book. Probably my favorite book in 2021 was it was called The Body Keeps the Score. Mm-hmm. And it talked about the impact that trauma has on our life. Mm-hmm. It manifests differently in all of our life. I remember reading a story a few years ago in the Chicago Sun-Times about the mothers who lost sons and how they lost the ability to taste. Oh, wow. Right. So t- trauma affected them to the point where they they couldn't taste food for a year. Mm-hmm. One lady was a year plus. But anyway, one of the things that the book talked about, really, the, the thesis of the book was how trauma interrupts the plot. Mm, OK. Right. So you have this plan. You get mom and dad together. God brings them together. Barry White, Usher, whoever oh, was the soundtrack okay. to get mm-hmm. them together. Mm-hmm. They create you and then life happens to you. Right. And I feel like that's what happened to me, right? Mm-hmm. I was born with a hole in my heart. I was born with a, in a single parent household. I experienced abuse growing up. And I feel like the, all those things informed my life's perspective. Again, trauma disrupts the plot and affects us in different ways. And I didn't lose the, the ability to taste. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not addicted to alcohol or gambling, right? In some of those negative ways. So I came to faith at 20 years old, and I feel like I started re-engineering and repurposing the trauma that had happened to me. Mm. Um, and so that's where it was birthed at. I, I came to faith at 20, and I just started reading the Bible and started hearing things that were promised to me. And I was like, okay, now how do I get what's going on on the inside of me out of me? Mm-hmm. And I just started writing, and I started speaking. And then I was like, you know what? Somebody else could benefit from this. It's not just for me. Fast forward to like 2006, I started putting some motivational speeches 
uh, on CD. Anybody remember CDs? Oh, absolutely. God, yes. Right? Absolutely. I have a box full of CDs. A that you have nothing to play it on. Oh, when I bought my car, I went to... <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I bought my car in 2017. And so, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I want to hear an album. Uh-huh. You know? And I say, um, an album, a lost art form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Way. But I, I looked to, for a CD player in the car. There was no CD player. Absolutely so it kind of forced me to come to the age yeah, of yeah, yeah. where we are now. Yeah. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that's a fair, that's a good commercial for CDs. <laughs> and discs. And, Bring it back. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, How did you record on the, to the CD? Now, so that's the thing. I bought studio time mm-hmm. in the hood. There was a guy who had a studio in his basement. Mm-hmm. And I used to put my motivational speeches over hip hop instrumentals, mm, okay. Because I'm a, I was raised by hip hop, like many of us, mm-hmm. and also it was kind of like a way to hide myself of judgment from people, mm-hmm. right? Who's he think he is? What is his motive? Why he think we want to listen to his motivation and inspiration? So I was like, all right, I'm not about to get out here and speak yet. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put it on CD. I'm gonna put it behind a, a instrumental that you're familiar with and accustomed to. And I'm going to make this, I'm going to force it down your throat in this way. Mm-hmm. And I basically would make the CDs. I had a cover form. I, pre- I had to press out a cover <laughs> form in my little studio apartment in High Park. Mm-hmm. And um, I would just hand them out to family and friends. Mm-hmm. I would stand outside the Harold Washington Center during a blizzard. And whatever show was playing, mm-hmm. not a blizzard. I'm ex- I'm exaggerating the story to make <laughs> my journey look like it was. Look, blizzards are real here in the city. We get but it. it was snowing, <laughs> and when the, when the play ended, whatever, I would hand them out. Mm-hmm. I would go to stores, some of your favorite urban apparel stores, and say, "Look, turn that off and play my over the over your speakers." Mm-hmm. And I remember at one place, which is still very popular today, and I stopped. Uh, patronizing them but they asked me what makes you think people want to listen to this mm-hmm. so at the time I wasn't as dignified as, <laughs> as I am today put together put together we understand okay. I said look what makes you think people want to hear this right and True. I snatched my CD back and walked out of there <laughs> so it's just been a journey of figuring out Great different ways mm-hmm. to get this gift from the inside of me to the outside of me and the first way that I did that was through those CDs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, is is this your first book that you've written? This is my first book. Uh, this is my only book. I t- last year around this time, I wanted to figure out how to use my time better okay. outside of my family time and outside of the work time because mm-hmm. I felt like I had some time because I... Um, so anyway, I wanted to aggregate all of my writing over the past 10 or so years to put out a book. Mm-hmm. I had announced two years ago that mm-hmm. I was putting out a book. Yes. I put the artwork out and I was like, it's going to be a leave no potential on the table leadership. Mm-hmm. It was going to be a leadership book. And so I got in my head again, like, man, this thing has to make sense. How do I make it make sense? Mm-hmm. I don't know how to. What about a publisher? How am I going to do this stuff? And so it was basically a two-year process of taking all of my writing from the motivational speeches to high school graduations, eighth grade graduations. I do funerals. I just aggregated all of my writing. I was on a morning show providing inspirational thoughts of the day on WVON for a year and a half, taking all that content, um, all of my social media sharing, 
and figuring out a way to have a beginning, middle, and end to show people and tell people how to leave no potential on the table. Okay. And so that's where this book comes from. Mm -hmm. All of that material um, put together to make sense to help you on your journey okay. of leaving no potential on the table. Before we uh, jump forward, someone that was in your same position, what would you tell them if they are, like you said, kind of questioning themselves and second-guessing themselves yeah. about starting to write the book? What actually just prompted you to say, just do it? Well, I think that's the, the really the thesis and the purpose and the theory behind the book is all of us have these gifts, skills, abilities, mm -hmm. and talents. But for whatever reason, we suppress them mm -hmm. in whatever way. And even if we reach another level and say, all right, I'm not suppressing in this way, like I was with the I'll put them over hip-hop beats, that was still suppression. Mm -hmm. I still wasn't out here claiming that I was a motivational speaker, asking to be invited right. to eighth grade and twelfth grade graduations. Um, so this book is an, it, it was it's an exercise in reverse suppression. It was mm -hmm. like, okay, whatever I feel like I'm good at, whatever I believe God has gifted me to mm -hmm. do, mm -hmm. I'm going to get it out of me. Right. Whether it's um, you know being the condo association president, mm -hmm. or running for the PTA, or running for the union um, lead and, or in leadership, like whatever gifts I have, it is my job to to get them out of me. Right. And whatever I need to do that, I need to take an Excel seminar. Mm. I need to go to cooking class. There's there's a way to get those thoughts, those gifts out of you. And you just got to begin. Mm. Um, but one of, I mean, Bike Man hit me up this week. and was like, Tim, I got this concept for X, Y, and Z. Mm. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, he'll, he'll show us how to do it. Um, how did you get started writing a book? Right. Literally this week, Bike Man hit me up. Mm -hmm. And I just told him, like, get all the content out. Mm. Don't worry about chapter one, the intro, the the sequence of the book, right? Because mm -hmm. I got in my head about that. What about an editor? What about a publisher? How many chapters is it going to be? Right, yeah. Do people want to read more than 100 pages? And God was just like, man, get the content out. Mm. Okay. Start writing, start typing, whatever your process is. Stephen King said has something called a private domain. A mm -hmm. private domain is where you decide to do your work. Mm -hmm. Is it a Monday night? Is it in the morning before breakfast? Mm -hmm. Do you need coffee? Whatever that is, do you have to go away for the weekend to get for your private domain? Get your private domain. Mine was at night um, during the evenings, and I just shut the TV off and I just I started rocking out. Oh wow! Typing this book up last year around this time, mm -hmm. and. Um, and yeah, and that's it. Like, I, I got all my work out. I figured out a way to aggregate it and sequence it. I got with some professionals mm -hmm. to edit it, to, to format it and all that, who is also an NIU alum. Oh, wow. Um, Alicia, who's a member of uh, Sigma Gamma Rho. I'm blanking. Balton. I'm blanking on her last name. Alicia, forgive me. But yeah, so an NIU alum helped mm -hmm. me package this and publish this. Cali Publishing is her uh, publishing company. Oh, wow. She does, she specializes in publishing uh, erotica books. Mm. Oh, okay. okay. So when I went to her about leaving no potential on the table, I had to let her know this had nothing to do with the Right, bedroom. I'm like, how did that trend, how did that conversation go? Wow, okay. But NIU family, we we flexible. Okay. And she made it happen. <laughs> um, Shout out to her. Okay, yeah, we so had a Zoom mm -hmm. and we had another Zoom. And she got a chance to hear my concept and hear my heart. 
and we put it out. And it's, it's her publishing company. It's her very own publishing. Two independent people coming together. Congratulations. Black folks. This is a black mm -hmm. woman. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Shout out to Alicia. Alicia. Okay. Now, um, I already knew that this was your first book. Um, uh -huh. But you, social media, you have used social media in such a great way. Yes. That, you know, it's almost like reading a book. You know, an inspirational book. Um, every Saturday, we're privileged to have you give the word of the day. Uh -huh. And what was the word of the day yesterday? Mess. Mess. M-E-S-S. -S. Mm -hmm. And what was the, your message behind that that people need to know? Yeah, this is huge because oftentimes there's a particular area of our life that's a mess, mm -hmm. right? We may be hitting it hard in one or two or maybe even three areas, but there's still this area that's a mess, and we just think that that's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad thing. Um, I drive past uh, the Obama Presidential mm -hmm. Center, the construction of the Obama Presidential Center, every day to drop my son off, mm -hmm. and it's a mess. Mm -hmm. But in two years, it's going to be a global gold mine. It's going to be a global attraction for the next 50, 100 years. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's uh, any area of our life that's a mess right now. It's only because it's unfinished. Mm. Right. Okay. God's not done with you yet. God's not done with this particular area of your life. So if it's a mess, it's unfinished. Mm -hmm. And look out. Right. It's you're going to be a global attraction one day. People are going to come from all over the world to hear you, to listen to you, to see you. And that's the encouragement that I believe people need to hear because. Um, all of us are in intensive care, mm. right? These mm -hmm. past two years have caused us to go to places emotionally, mm -hmm. socially, psychologically that we never thought we would go. Right. And so we need to see and hear messages that redirect us mm -hmm. and re-engineer our thinking and repurpose our thinking. And that's my assignment. Mm -hmm. That's why I post every stinking day, mm. um, 140 characters or less, I'm posting. Mm -hmm. Um, and then every Saturday, I'm doing my word of the day. I really received uh, your word of the day yesterday with mess. And I love the way that you broke it down. Like the unfinished condo, the unfinished house or something like that. Because like you said, um, we couldn't believe uh, how many deaths were, we reported on ourselves on Wednesday. And it's like you said, it's because this pandemic has put people in spaces that you never in a million years thought that you would be in. Mm -hmm. And so to describe it as is. Like your life is not falling apart right. or whatever. You're literally just walking through something that you just haven't gotten to the other side of. A hundred percent. And all of us around this table were born in the Midwest, if not Chicago. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you know about seasons. Mm -hmm. And you know not to throw away um, your thermals mm -hmm. because summer decided to drift into October. Right. Yeah. Winter mm -hmm. is coming. Yes. Yeah. Just That's the same thing in our lives. Right. This is just a season. Don't throw away the rest of your life because of a season. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm here. I, I, I flat out understand my purpose. I flat out understand why God has me here. I know that I'm right on schedule. Mm -hmm. I posted something the other day. Um, it was a boomerang um, waiting on a bigger platform. Mm. It's just a matter of time before I get a bigger platform. It don't get no bigger than this. Ah, well, <laughs> you heard it here first. You know. First, Let me say that first. Uh -huh. Chicago's <laughs> number one podcast. Hey, hey. 
Even though the brand got to be a national show. Come on. And if Tim Jones said, it's going to happen. Facts. That's I you know I traded some words with Inglewood Barbie like three years ago on social media. Oh, I'm, okay, I'm aware of her. Um, yeah, I she had a problem like many people had a problem to Pastor Joel Osteen's response to the flood in Houston many years ago. Yeah, and um, I didn't disagree with what she was saying. I disagree with this idea that. Um, she felt like to whom much is given, much is required. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. But I felt like there's going to come a time where she's going to transition from Inglewood Barbie mm. to Global Barbie. Okay. And people are going to set some expectations of her. Got it. And she's going to be like, well, I'm hitting it A through Z, da da da. And so we just went back and it was nothing nasty. I got blocked as a result. Oh. But uh, <laughs> shout out to her. This is not shade to her. Right. My point is, is that. I saw her as global Barbie. Right. I see unapologetic podcasts as global unapologetic. I see myself on a larger podcast. Mm -hmm. I don't talk to people where they are. Mm -hmm. I see your future self Mm -hmm. almost immediately. And I like to talk to people in that way. Mm. And so my point to her was like, give them a break. I get, I, I respect that. I think and I, of course, you know, uh, I like Joe Osteen, so I'll start with that. Yeah. I think with that particular situation, one, I don't think people really read into what was really going on. People were reading the headlines. Sure, sure, sure. Or whatever like that, because they did help in a way. Right. I just think it wasn't a way that publicly or CNN could have made a good story out sure. of it. So I 100% agree with what you're saying is like, before y'all jump to judgment, right. actually know what is behind the curtains right. or whatever. Right. I mean, shout out to you know her for having an opinion, but... I I, I agree with you. Sure. I, I think a lot of people jump off the porch these days without yeah. actually knowing. For sure. Yeah, we are too quick to give a response to things we know nothing about. about 100%. And that's the problem with smartphones is they make stupid people. Ooh, say that um, again. Now put that on the shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we got the world in our hand, right? We can Google or search anything, right. but we still jump out there uninformed, mm-hmm. uh, lack of depth, lack of knowledge, because... You, you know, you know so much yeah, because yeah. of these. You can't be wrong. Yeah, so that's a sidebar. Sorry <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Great, great. It's all good. So we are here with Timothy L. Jones. You want to tell us what the L stands for? So I'm a, I'm a junior. Oh, okay. My dad is Timothy Lamont Jones okay. Senior. Okay. Um, I'm junior. I don't run into very many. My favorite cousin brother's name Lamont. Well, Rickley Lamont. But yeah. Shout no, out to all of Lamont. I know. I don't like my middle name. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's country. It's country as hell. That is not true. That's not country. Of course, you you from the country. You born and raised in the country. Facts. Hey, Carbondale, how we doing? Uh, I sure am. We don't have many Lamonts in Chicago. I had never heard it before until you said it. Wow. (laughs) I did know a guy. I went to grade school. The guy's name was, his first name was Lamont. So Uh at least your first name is Lamont. Oh, my God. I cannot believe it. With me and one of my best friends, uh, we used to say that they're, all the L names for men mm-hmm. are trash. Let's see. With Lawrence. respect to everybody, Lauren, trash. Leon. Leon. Oh, that's, my, that's my brother's middle name. Well, let's stop, okay? <laughs> Y'all not really know my family like this. I love all you brothers. With Thank you. you. Exactly. I just hate your name. Uh, I don't know about that. Leviticus. Same. That's a lot. Okay, that was a bad example. What about Leonis? We got a, a friend. Hey, Leon. 
Oh, man. Leo is wow. Wow, okay. So we're here with the <laughs> best-selling author, yes. T.L. Jones, leave no potential on the table, your best contribution to the world. Right. Um, what was your target audience Ooh, yeah. while writing this literature? Man, I keep getting asked that question. I mean, I like to think it's for, you know, high schoolers and above. Okay. Um. I think it's for it reaches across cultures, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just for Black folks. Um, it reaches across business sectors, right? Mm-hmm. You can be a partner at a law firm. You can be a mail carrier, mm-hmm. right? This reaches across business sectors, um, and I think it reaches across generations um, to a certain point. Although my eleven-year-old and my nine-year-old subscribe to my YouTube channel because they have their own YouTube channel. <laughs> um, I don't think it's content um, for them, but they, but my content is safe for kids on YouTube. I don't oh, okay. use profanity. Mm-hmm. I just think there's some maturing of your brain to really understand some of the concepts. I don't think they would capture. Like I don't think my eleven-year-old yeah. niece would understand. Like when you the, again, what perfect mess. Like how you yeah, explained yeah. that yesterday. It's like wait, what? But I yeah, one hundred percent for high school. How I, I always. Wondered this because I know you speak at a lot of high school. How do high schoolers receive you these days? Because children are not like us. That mm-hmm. and I don't mean any shade yeah. or whatever. This is just a different generation. Yeah. So when you come in, one like what type of message do you leave there? And then two, how is it received after? Yeah, I think um, they're human beings just like us. So mm-hmm. the ability to to tell story, mm, okay, to use humor. Um, to use metaphors. Um, I know one of the talks that I do for all graduations, I have an economy-sized can of yams. Okay. About this big. Uh-huh. So for them, that's the symbolism. Okay. The economy size. And I'm talking about um, leaving no potential on the table and how all of us start off just like this can of yams. Okay. Um, if you look on the back of it, it'll tell you how many people it can serve and oh. the ingredients. Okay. There's something in this can. I have no idea. Like, I take the label off, so they don't know it's yams in there. Got it. I know it's yams. Okay. But the viewing audience doesn't know. So they're like, man, there's something in there. Mm-hmm. And the goal is we're born uh, closed and mm-hmm. full. The goal is to die empty, um, open and empty. Wow. And I okay. use that can as a metaphor. So those help. Humor helps. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that I look a little bit close. You do. You don't. To their age. You definitely don't look your age. Um, so all of that is good transfer for me to make an impact and mm-hmm. be rememberable in their life. But ultimately, it's just a gift, right? Mm-hmm. right. And there's some gifts that work with any level, of right? People, right. Mm-hmm. And it's a reason why people bring flowers. Mm. On any occasion. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Loss of a loved one. Birthday celebration. Graduate. That's just a gift at work. And I feel like my communication is like that. It's a mm-hmm. gift that God gave me. And this thing works in the different places that I set myself out to. God is telling me there's many more places. And I'm like, ah, universities, schools. And he's like, no, nah, what about X, Y, and Z? Um, so. Mm, love that. Okay. So, um, I, as you all know, I've met Tim Jones many, many 
years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes the NIU connection. Yes, many, many years ago. And, uh, you know, like you said, you'd like to look into or speak into people's yeah. futures. You know, I feel like I'm a good judge of character. Now, I do have some people that you may see me with and be like, <laughs> you know, but, you know, I try to see the good in all Everybody people. has a purpose. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's true. Yes, everybody has a purpose. And uh, I always do, you know, Tim Jones, mm-hmm. you just always just brought, you uh-huh. know, with, you know, being positive, you know, you keep a smile, mm. you know. Um, so, do you feel like you have a, rep- a reputation to uphold in the public, you've always been a public person. Do you feel like you know there's some pressure there? I think a, a, there was pressure years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a man of faith. I used to work in the church. Mm, okay. I used to work for a church. Um, I supported a major pastor in the city of Chicago, and so I felt like my life really, really needed to be an extension. Of Sunday mornings, mm, right? Okay. There used to be people that would see me during the week and be like, "Man, I saw you out on Friday night, wherever." If I was watching a game, and I would say, "You did? Was I behaving myself? Was I doing like that?" Was my right, response yeah. to them mm-hmm. because I felt like whatever I was doing was an extension of who I was serving, right? Mm-hmm. Not not even an extension of me being ch- a child of God, right? It was my connection. To this pastor and mm-hmm. this uh, this man of faith, mm-hmm. and this wasn't nothing that was sat down and told to me like mm-hmm. you got to be this. This was something that I placed on myself. Mm-hmm. So there was pressure years ago. Now there's there's no pressure at all because I don't have a persona. Like mm-hmm. if I post, like I don't have a. Somebody asked me that: Is the person that you are online is the person you are in real life? I'm like, it's hard to be more than one person. Right? <clears throat> you will be shocked. No, I know it exists. Oh, okay. It's one of the the downsides of social media. Right. Um, but my point is that, um, no. But there's also a side to me that belongs to my family. Right. That belongs to my closest friends. Mm-hmm. Where you don't get the chance, right? But Nate Brown talks about who is writes on shame, vulnerability, um, she's just a master writer and author. Um, she talks about you earn the right to hear my story. Amen to that. Right. This ain't no just because we Instagram friends, you can see me half naked. Right. Or you can see me off cuff talking about Chicago politics. Mm-hmm. Right. That's reserved for my real relationships. Mm-hmm. And um, so I separated in that way. But right. What I. The, the stuff that I post, mm-hmm. I think I think about an area of my life that's a mess. Mm-hmm. And how am I thinking about it? Mm-hmm. And that's where those thoughts come from or whatever I come from, uh, whatever I talk about. So, um, yeah, there's no pressure for me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no pressure at all. Okay. That's very shocking, especially with such a, a huge following that you have and how influential you are in the city. But I love to hear that because most people... Even after they make it, they still feel like they have to fake this other persona because, like you said, I think it goes right back to you said like you'll be out on a Friday having a drink and some, especially right. being Christian right. or whatever. You always think somebody is watching. Right. So was that progression like just through the years, or did you just wake up one day and say like you said, I'm just gonna start living for me and whatever you think is your thoughts? Yeah, I think 
That's a great question. And it's connected to how we started off about this, about how trauma interrupts mm-hmm. the plot. Mm-hmm. And, um, and not just trauma, but failure. Mm-hmm. So I had a failed marriage during this time of this book coming out oh, wow. and me getting free of, you know, caring what people think mm-hmm. or being worried about my image and persona and going through a turn in life kind of makes you realize, OK, what's really important? Who has who, who have I allowed to have these um, this power over me? Mm-hmm. Right. And set expectations for me. Mm-hmm. And, and so from family to friends to the public, I had to free myself of that during this time period of going through a divorce and all of this stuff where I just had to say, get stripped down and be like, this is who I am. Right. Um, and right. And this is who I am. And wow. there's no hiding. There's no facade. There's no persona. But I, I, I don't really I never really projected a reality that wasn't true to mm. me. OK. Right. I just I know I don't like fake shit. Mm-hmm. I remember my sister bought me a fake coochie. And a fake no. Gucci hat. <laughs> and at the time, I was so happy that I had it that yeah. I didn't really analyze it. Exactly. And that it was fake. But I wore it once. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I'm never wearing it again. Are you serious? Because it's not real. That, okay, first, a sh- thank you, sis. Shout out to you. <laughs> but uh, I mean, but the, it's the thought. It is the thought. Right. But it was and just. Who, who else would have known? Nobody no else. One. But it is for. It was. It, it be true to thy own self. Amen. To thy own self be true. Mm-hmm. Whatever that philosophy <laughs> is. And I was just like, I won't do that in every area of my life. Okay. I respect that. Where I'm I, with you, Tim. Yeah. I've never, I've never knowingly worn anything fake. And I'm not a designer person yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, uh, I will show up to Marshall's on a Friday quick. I mean, of course, now different circumstances, different money or whatever like that. But back in the day when y'all was rocking Koozie, a lot of us was rocking uh, fake baby fat as well. Okay. But shout out to y'all for, I guess, y'all integrity. (laughs) It matters. It matters. It matters. So when I see Tim Jones, you know, I think of strength. um, I think of high character. Um, and I see, you know, well put together uh-huh. on um, in, in in all areas, you know. And you know, there's some we have some personal, you know, off camera, but especially, you know, via social media. What makes Tim Jones emotional? Where what is a Tim Jones weakness? Uh, that's a great. That's these are really good questions. Um, well. You know, we talk politics a lot. We talk black culture a lot. Mm-hmm. We talk about the history of our people. And um, I'm, I'm not okay with the state of black people. I'm not okay mm-hmm. with our country. Mm-hmm. I never have been. Um, I don't wear USA. I don't wear flags to this day because of my discontent mm-hmm. for our country mm-hmm. and our people. And um, I told one of my best friends, he was sending me some stuff about the politics here in the city. Mm-hmm. And I told him, Darren, I don't, I don't care. All I want to think about and talk about is motivation and inspiration, mm-hmm. because that other stuff depletes me. Mm-hmm. It, it it zaps me of my energy. Yeah. It zaps me of my good character, and I don't want to be in that place. I want to be informed and know what's going on in the world and going on in the city, but I don't want to run for office. I don't want to be chasing what happened. 
three hours ago. Yeah. I don't want to read or watch another video of a black man being killed unarmed, a black person right. being killed unarmed. That zaps me. It makes me angry. Mm -hmm. It makes me angry with white people. It makes me angry with our country. And sometimes it makes me, and sometimes I get angry with my people. Mm -hmm. And so that's what makes me tick. That's what makes me go. Um, and so I try to stay away from that. I don't try to stay away from black people. I don't try to stay away from the issues. Mm -hmm. I just can't invest my energy and my love and passion for it. Mm -hmm. I have a deep passion for black people. But I don't want to die broke like Malcolm X. Mm -hmm. I don't want to die without my kids knowing me like Dr. King did. Yeah. I follow Bernice King on Twitter mm -hmm. and she talks about her dad and mom often. But she talks about her dad more so because she wasn't here. So mm -hmm. she's, she's, she's relying on the story that was passed down to her. about her dad right. because he sacrificed himself for the greater good. Right. I'm not there. Mm -hmm. I love my kids. My my fifth grader just started basketball. I love losing my voice at her game. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to be on the campaign trail um, and not at her games. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's uh, that's good stuff, Tim. And uh, one of my questions was to ask you about me and Lightfoot. We did uh, some shows back in the day. Um, yeah. uh, we did two shows, as a matter of fact, with uh, the lovely Jaquetta. <laughs> and uh, it seems like just from what you just said, that your mindset has changed yeah. towards that. Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I, wrote, I still write about it because I have a, a unique perspective about the city because mm -hmm. I watch the city and I listen to the city. I'm not really connected to folks in Springfield, the city, but I have a pulse on it. Mm. And in September, right before my trip, I had wrote something and I said, I put on my Tim Stradamus hat mm -hmm. and I predicted the 10 or so or 12 people that's going to run for mayor in 2023. Oh, wow. And I gave a, a what I do, right? I put the name and mm -hmm. I said why and who they were. Mm -hmm. And um, I put it out and then I deleted it. Mm. Because I, I want, back to your point about branding, mm -hmm. I want what comes to mind when you think of me, right? That's a brand. Anybody yes. that's working on a brand, yes. whatever you are, yeah. your brand is what comes to mind what people think of Whatever your cakes are named. Oh. Whatever your eyewear is mm -hmm. named. That is your brand. Mm -hmm. Not what you think it is in your office when you're typing up shit. Mm -hmm. Somebody said to me, man, when I think of potential, I think of you. Beautiful. That is a brand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now absolutely. Right? Love I'm that. not I'm not on right, I'm not on any hip hop awards or like made it to that level, mm -hmm. like where we think someone is exceeding their potential and all that. But that statement right there told me to like stay right there. Yes. And this was from a person who was doing it um, at a high level. So it meant a lot to me. Mm -hmm. But that's your brand. What comes to mind when people think of you? I love that. And everybody that's out there that's literally putting their proposal together right now for something, add that to it. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. that is the simplest, easiest way that I have ever heard that come forth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, even though what you just said is, is kind of unfortunate... But I'm glad that you are being true to yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's most important because, um, you know, as we talked before, Tim Jones being, you know, whether it be the mayor, whether it be the president of the United States would be a great thing, yeah. you know. But, um, you know, politics has a way of beating you down yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, making you sell out. And so... Uh, I show your true colors. 
or, or show your true colors. Mm-hmm. And it definitely, as a parent, you definitely can't be, it, it's almost impossible to be there the way you right. want to be there. Right. So, uh, yeah, and shout out to your baby girl for basketball. How, how good is she? She's pretty good. Okay. Oh, good. She's pretty good, and this is she made the fifth grade team, and they they just finished their third game on Thursday, mm-hmm. and we're we started basketball as an activity last Saturday, so this is the first time she's been formally trained, mm-hmm. but like naturally she got it, mm-hmm. she got it, man. Oh, beautiful! And um, I knew it, but but I didn't want to rush anything at mm-hmm. the time that I figured it out. She was in ballet, tap. In gymnastics, and we weren't about to remove remove her out of that mm-hmm. to just you know follow something like we we she liked it mm-hmm. she liked ballet tap and um, gymnastics, and we weren't gonna move her out of there. But when the time came, right, ballet and dance stopped because of the pandemic. Oh, got it. And gymnastics, we needed to move her to the weekends, which put her on a wait list. So she was just in this kind of like. Uh, hibernation mode mm-hmm. and then basketball happened oh it wasn't wow. something that was for us but she's special she's gonna pay her way through school based upon that talent mm-hmm. in, in addition to being an honor roll student mm-hmm. and her nine-year-old sister is right behind her oh i love that so great 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 uh before we got started we were talking about friendship uh tim define friendship uh for your audience, you know, what does friendship mean to you? What does it look like? Yeah, well, I've written about this relationship, companionship, friendship, right? The root word is ship. Mm-hmm. Somebody that can carry your shit and you can carry their shit mm. and we don't sink. Mm-hmm. We don't go under. Mm-hmm. We don't turn on each other. Right. And that's that's those are the friendships. They we ride through each other through the seasons of life, through the turns of life, and we don't lose each other. We don't leave each other. And I think that's really important for friendships mm. because, you know, you see these memes now like, um, uh, you know, if you cancel, I'm okay with that. I wasn't going anyway. Oh, yeah. Or oh, and they're so funny. Mm-hmm. But one of the um, tweets or posts you pulled up the last time I was here is mm-hmm. we'll um, we'll give every excuse in the book oh, the could, that, 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 that was literally again on my list for yeah. today that, mm-hmm. that was so true that hit me last mm-hmm. year when you said it because it is it is amazing to me how many friendships fall to the side but we'll, if I'm if I'm sick if unfortunately we pass or whatever it's those same people that you literally couldn't even get to show up to breakfast Mm -hmm. that will post you first if you die yeah they are going to take fmla yes they're going to jump in the casket Mm -hmm. they going to cry at the burial they don't have to pull them from the dirt yep but they look for every way around your birthday yes Mm-hmm. Every way around from lifting you up when it's time to lift you up, and mm-hmm. I think that's the problem. That's a problem in humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's friendship to me. Do you um, think it's shocking that people don't notice it until it's pointed out? I do. It right? I do. Mm-hmm. I do. And I, humanity is so weird to me in mm-hmm. that way, mm-hmm. right? The animal kingdom gets this, right? Crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what is the term? Dodo bird mm-hmm. or pea brain pea, mm-hmm. that comes that comes from a chicken. He's got the brain this side, mm-hmm. but he knows that 
I'm the best. I'm at my best when I'm with other chickens. Right. They get this. Mm -hmm. But the people with the intellect and the brain capacities and cerebral cortexes that God created to be in charge of animals, we don't understand it. At all. And it drives me crazy mm -hmm. because I value people and I value friendships. Mm -hmm. And when it's not reciprocated, I don't fall out. I don't make no big announcements like, you know, mm -hmm. people do in December. Like, if you're not going to be with me in January. No, if you didn't make this post, yeah. I won't see you next year. That's right. my favorite right there. No, no. I'm not doing That's that. That's my favorite. I'm not doing that. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, uh, Kim, what you got for us over there? Oh, no. Go ahead. Okay. So, um, how do you speak at a funeral? I think you just you just spoke at a funeral recently, didn't you? Yeah, I did a um, a memorial service for a twenty six year old. Oh. Um, who was killed by his friend. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And um, it's a co a friend of mine, and um, they wanted a memorial service, and they didn't want the traditional pastor. I'm not a pastor. Okay. Contrary to popular belief, I'm not licensed, and I've never been ordained. Mm -hmm. And um, have you been called? Well, yes, mm -hmm. but I think we all have been called, and he steers a two-ton bus in his mm -hmm. calling. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you do for a living, but you do that in mm -hmm. your calling. It is not. It should be confined to a pulpit or mm -hmm. to a pastoralship. Okay, I'm called, and I'm called to more than one thing. Mm -hmm. That's another. That's another point. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, back when I was in the church. I could marry and bury people. Oh, wow. Okay. So I married two people and I buried a handful of people, mostly family. I'm my family's uh, eulogist. Oh, got it. Okay. So, so you might be in charge of the spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> You're in charge of banana pudding. Okay. Uh, you are the eulogist. I'm Nobody wanted that. Mm -hmm. And so since I was assigned the job that nobody wanted, I decided that I would redo how we say goodbye to the people in our family. Okay. So, so I it's not something that I'm like, you, there's a Rolodex and my name pops up. Right. For okay. Uh -huh. It comes from relationships. Got it. And okay. then my family is my family. Mm -hmm. I have a cousin at every family reunion who tell me, I told my wife, TJ, that when I die, oh, Lord. you will yeah. play. I'm like, I'm not talking about like, this. Like, do right. we got to do this over the barbecue? I'm I don't want to do that. I'm not doing this right now. Oh, my goodness. So, yes. Mm. Yikes. So, that's something that you enjoy then. You, since you volunteered, you, that's something that you say, okay, I can make it happen. Well, so that's so a calling is different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, calling is. Um, it's involuntary and it's voluntary. Okay. Right? Because we have these gifts, Kim, but it's up to ourselves to assign ourselves to those gifts. Explain. So God gave you, gave us all ability. Okay. But I have an uncle who is Bob Vila. Bob Vila is an old school guy who could fix anything. Okay. The, the, the sham wow. Any of these things that we see at 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, okay. The, my mm -hmm. uncle used to create that stuff to fix things around the house, mm -hmm. but he never applied himself. He never went to art. He never went to trade school. He never went to college. He never sought self-taught himself beyond what he knew. Mm -hmm. So that's what I mean by that. There's something in you that can be scaled, maybe even monetized, maybe given away, mm -hmm. but it's up to you 
to get it out of you. And again, back to this book. This book talks about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so a calling is is both of those. So I'm called to it, but I have a choice to show up or not show up. Mm. So it's involuntary where God gave me this ability to communicate, to inspire, to make human connections with people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could just... You could have said no. I could have been a comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I could have used that. I could have flipped it and said, no, I'm straight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the Bible and, and faith. Mm-hmm. There's stories like that all throughout the Bible where God says, go this way yeah. and do this. And somebody mm-hmm. says, it goes the exact opposite way and right. does something else. Mm-hmm. That's in life every day. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's the calling is involuntary, involuntary and voluntary. Mm. Um, and it's up to us. Mm-hmm. Right. That's people talk a lot of stuff about God, but he blessed us with the gift of choice. Yes. I ain't going to force this thing on you. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to. Right. I think this is the conversation that he has with many of us. Here's what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. Here's what I this is the plan that I have for you. Right. But you can do what you want to do. Free will. You free. You have that free will. But when you drop to the knees and start complaining mm-hmm. about what he has given you to do and you turn your face the other way, uh-huh. it seems to forget a lot of people forget the free will part. Somebody cue to Oregon. <laughs> in, the tam- in the tamarines I'm just saying cause you know they, you know, when they drop to the knees they forget <laughs> that you had all the free will in the world before you made that dumb that dumb decision That's yeah. right. and um, you know you, you spoke about God's gift you know and then it's up to you to not leave your potential on the table mm, That's I amazing. think that comes full circle mm-hmm. it comes full circle huh? yeah, that's very true very good catch mm-hmm. <laughs> you are speaking um, for Black History uh, and events, so why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, so I was just asked to uh, come out to Hillcrest High School and Country Club Hills for their Black um, History Month celebration called Black Nificent. Wow, okay. Right? And so I talked to the principal lad two weeks ago and he told me to be in power, be in power, be in power. I said, I think I can do that. Um, and so, yeah, I'll, I'll be with them. In a couple weeks, I mean, Hillcrest High School is predominantly, overwhelmingly African-American. So I'll be speaking to to black children, the now and next generation, Mm -hmm. which is my favorite thing to do, um, Mm -hmm. is to bring up and speak into the now and next generation. So, yeah, um, I don't know where I'm going to go with this Blacknificent talk. And Mm -hmm. I got 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so I'll figure it out. And God's going to give me something that'll work. Okay. Mm. Now, uh, the Tim Jones from the early 2000s mm-hmm. and the Tim Jones from the, the now Tim Jones 2022 mm-hmm. look exactly the same. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you know, black don't crack. Amen. I mean, you know. I don't know. If, I mean, it's your body, so I'm sure you <laughs> can tell and feel the difference Woo! between early 2000s now mm-hmm. but you know from the uh, from the outside mm-hmm. there is no difference oh wow and I mean no difference okay from Tim Jones 20 years ago yes. how do you stay so youthful well I think it's genetics <laughs> um, <laughs> genetics is uh 
It's the bloodline is basically what he's telling you. Yeah, it's the bloodline. I mean, I also make some personal decisions to work out a Are couple times. Are you vegan? Time. I'm not vegan. Um, I eat sort of responsibly. Okay. Um, I still take in a lot of processed food, and I still take in a lot of dairy. Okay. Um, and so I think this new decade of my life, I turned 40 in September. Um, yeah. So I think I'm so that excited saying. about you turning 40. <laughs> I'm excited about turning 40 myself. Uh, in the, in the, down the road. Down the road. I was so excited for that. So you turned 40. Go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, so yeah, just I'm, I'm mindful of what I eat. Um, I work out a couple times a week. Um, I pray every day for 20 minutes. Oh, come on. Um, I see a therapist one to two times a month. I love that. Um, those things keep you youthful mm-hmm. because it's it's the internal work True. that informs what people see on the exterior. Mm-hmm. And um, I've always, again, cared about the inside of the glass mm-hmm. more than I cared about the outside of the glass. I don't want no... Um, the appearance of something real. Mm-hmm. I want the reality of it. Right. And, um, and that's how I feel about my life. And being able to walk up three flights of stairs and not be winded. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, I don't just look young, mm-hmm. but I feel young. Yeah. Right. That's when that, good. When that, that is good. good. Mm-hmm. So good. that matters to me. And so just all those things matter. Um, I think that's how you stay young. Genetics and God's grace is, is probably. Mm-hmm. So you'll go get you some hurls. <laughs> you know what? I was tempted yesterday to get some hurls. Uh, with mouth sauce. <sighs> Y'all love this chicken. So, not gonna take you to, for a, a birthday drink or dinner. But can we go get some hurls? Man, like, we can go get some hurls. Get some Giordano's. I mean, because I, I, uh, I don't eat clean like you. I don't look like you, so you can tell <laughs> that I don't. I don't. Yeah. No, for sure. I think one of the misnomers about me, and I found this out at NIU. At NIU, I was the NAACP president oh, wow. for two years in a row. I was in Black Student Union. I was in the African Student Association. I took Black Studies classes. I think I should have had a minor in Black Studies, the many classes that I took. Mm. But anyway, we got some assignment back, and I got like a 76 or a 77 on it. Mm-hmm. And the guy next to me saw it. He was like, man, you got this? You got a C? Ain't you the president of NIU? <laughs> Brother, I am a student <laughs> in the class of Leave No Potential. I'm not a guru. Uh-huh. I'm not Jesus Jr. Yeah. I am a student. I am a member in the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have a monopoly on inspiration, motivation. I cry. I get frustrated. I fuss. But I really manage um, and watch out how I narrate what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Because our words are violent boomerangs. Yeah. And so that's what makes me different from most people. But other than that, I manage the same tensions that you guys manage. I got kids, so I deal with the same things that you deal with with your kids. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, I'm proud of you, uh, Tim. And I was so glad to see you turn 40. You know, Mm -hmm. us, us, you know, know, we've been struggling these last two years, especially. But as a black man, you know, you know, we pretty much 40 dead or in jail. That's the, the target, you know, from the people. Ooh. So uh, congratulations to you. 
and uh, your success. Uh, leave no potential on the table. New York Times bestseller by Timothy L. Jones. Lamont. Timothy. <laughs> and uh, you got the author of the book right here in front of you. Mm. And uh, make sure you go and play this back on all social media and podcast platforms. Make sure you go buy the book. Where can we buy the book? Iamtimjones.com. Amazon.com, BarnesandNobles.com, and if you're in Schaumburg, you'll be able to check it out. Um, or in the northwest suburbs, you can swing by Schaumburg mm. and grab it off the shelves um, there. It's $15. Um, that's less than a dinner date. Good facts. Yes. I feel like it's less than some of your Starbucks orders in the morning. Uh, this yes. is very true. Um, and I think also you can support black authors. Yes. Uh, 5% of authors are black. Mm -hmm. And um, more importantly than that is you have a story that you can type, that you can pen to share with the world. Mm -hmm. And that's how we can increase authorship more than telling you to just go buy my book. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's only 5%. Let's raise that 5% um, so that we have more black story, mm -hmm. whether it's fiction or nonfiction. Mm -hmm. I can't believe that it's just 5%. Yeah. I'm an avid reader of black uh, author. And I just, I feel like I know so many, but 5%. And I'm being generous by saying 5%. Wow. That's a shame. Yes. Mm -hmm. Leave no potential on the table. Your best contribution to the world. My book uh, that I purchased, this was not given, I purchased it, <laughs> uh, uh, was uh, signed by the author. It says, Sir Goodwin, don't ever change. We need more leaders like you. Thank you for your continued Amen. love and support. And I am a big supporter and uh, I, I'm a fan I appreciate of uh, Tim Jones. And um, to commemorate uh, your 40th, we have a special surprise to someone who wanted to make it happen for you today. Once I, when I put in the call, it was like, great, I, I can make it happen. So special surprise, come on through the door if you can hear me. Um, to commemorate you being uh, 40 years old. Come on in. Okay, well, maybe not. Okay. <laughs> maybe still be popping in later. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll make it happen. So, Tim Jones, thank you so much for being here today. And um, we are uh, excited for you. And if, will there be a book number two? There will be a book number two. Oh, I love that. Um, the last chapter in the book um, is called uh, Suddenly, Not Instantly. Mm. And uh, I don't want to give away the chapter. Oh, okay. Um, but oftentimes... In our culture, we like instant. Ooh, instant gratification. Like instant gratification. Absolutely. Back when we were younger, we remember Publishers Clearinghouse showing up to our door yes! with a check for a uh -huh. million dollars in balloons, like instant um, millionaires. Right. Uh, but it's not going to happen instantly. Okay. Uh, what you're believing for is going to happen suddenly. Mm -hmm. And it's going to happen suddenly as a result of the work that you're doing to get you to where you believe that you're called to be. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a big difference between suddenly and instantly. Mm -hmm. But read chapter 31 for more insight. I can't wait for that. Dun, dun, Before dun, dun, we wrap, I have to ask this. Do sure. people come to you for relationship advice? Like, I feel like you hit on all cylinders about life in general. So it definitely seems like you would be somebody that somebody would come to to connect for that. Yes. Um, as a result of 
the disillusion of my marriage a few years ago, I stopped writing about relationships okay. and marriage. But I used to write about marriage and relationships just like I wrote write oh, about motivation and inspiration. Okay. But yes, to answer your question. Mm-hmm. But I don't have any formal content. I, I scrubbed the world of it okay. once I went through what I went through. But that, I feel like that's a learning experience. It is. It is. But I think that's some shame. That's a whole nother show. Okay. Some that's shame true. that I put on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, okay. people do. We will We will definitely be setting up another show for that. We can do just that. Just in particular. I want to know. I'd be happy to show. Absolutely. Okay, great. Tim L. Jones, Timothy L. Jones, leave <laughs> no potential on the table. Your best contribution to the world. Thank you, sir, for being here. And uh, just hold tight for one second. Yeah. And uh, we are going. Oh, we back. Oh, oh, well, we're here. The surprise is right. sir. We got uh, Mr. Bowley, Michael Johns in the building. He has some special 40th birthday. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm glad you said that you would eat this cake because uh, you. Not much, man. Yeah, so yeah, bring bring it on down. Well, sir, I brought some of my, my favorites, so our best selling red velvet right there. Oh, I love it! Yes, 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 yes. I got something for you all as well. Uh, so don't threaten me with it. Give me that chair. Okay, yes. Right there, I got an old fashioned pound cake oh. with a little. Powder sugar on top. Oh of wow! So, okay, love pound cake. So take, so just take it easy, Tim. You know, yeah. you trying to uh, <laughs> get that all around. <laughs> Bowley, how are you today? I can't complain, sir. I can't complain at all. Thank you for being here. I don't drop that down, sir. Keep that up. Hey man, man I didn't keep want to up. cover the no, red no, velvet. No, 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 sir. You keep that up. You red velvet, red red velvet cake and pound cake and what's the other? Oh, okay. that's an old fashioned pound cake. Old Ooh. fashioned pound cake. Okay. A man that bakes. That's crazy. I mean, a man that really bakes, though. My goodness, oh, right. this looks amazing. Yeah, there's not, not a lot of us out here in the world. Uh, this is true. A, a lot, lot of y'all don't even go in the kitchen. Yeah, that's not even. That's true. So, wow. <laughs> okay. Bowley, uh, we uh, we just talked with uh, Tim Jones about his new book, Leave No Potential on the Table. And uh, you've been knowing Tim a mighty long time like I have. Why don't you give uh, your Tim Jones, give him some good words. Some good words? Yeah. Well, I, I would take out of his book. I started reading it a little bit and just talking about how he started off with the dedication of God and mm. how... His family centers him and everything. I appreciate him. So I appreciate him for always being a stand-up model for us. I'm a family man. Um, and that means like siblings. Yeah, yeah. But also as a husband. You know, I remember mm-hmm. the ring club that he started. Yeah. Kind of disbanded, though, once yeah. I got married. But you know, it's yeah. all right. I'm not going to hold that against you. <laughs> I'm not, not saying that against you. And so I just always appreciate him being a positive light in the community, no mm-hmm. matter where it is. And so just being a beacon of hope for the youth. And yes. just a supportive man for all of us. So, yes. Yeah. And you said you started reading the book, and uh, Tim just told us that he's going to uh, have a second book for us oh, real wow. soon. So I oh, didn't waste no time. <laughs> you got to keep pushing it out, man. That's true. Content. Okay. And why don't you tell us about your uh, cake line you have here, Bowling, that looks so scrumptious. Good. And if you want to look so like excited. Tim Kim. Tim uh, Tim Jones, I don't know if we want to. We're gonna eat it slow. <laughs> well, I'm gonna eat mine fast, and then I'm gonna just work it off during the week. Well, whatever way you decide. Okay. All right. So the the name of my bakery is a gentleman's touch, and mm-hmm. so uh, it was something that was birthed out of actually the, the pandemic, and so it was something I seen someone from NIU actually baking online one day, and I'm just like, you know what? 
I can do that. And so I committed myself to bake once a week. And people just like, hey, man, that looks good. I want to buy something from you. And I was like, ah, no, I blow them off for quite a bit of time. And then eventually someone from NIU was like, hey, dude, I want one of your red velvet cakes. Tell me a price and I'll, and I'll buy it. And so it's like, sure. And so I sold it to her. She came back a week later and said, hey, I need another one of those. My oh, dad, wow. My dad took a slice and then he took half of it. <laughs> <laughs> and so he kind of just, it just started from there. And so just starting to put it out there. Struggled with a name for a little bit, but I think a gentleman's touch is something that's. I think you know, it's amazing. It's just simple. I love it. Yeah, so. Now, how do you have time to bake when you are, you know, you're working with in the community? You know, you have wife and, and children. You, you all have young kids. See, you know, mine are almost gone. You all are. Uh... <laughs> Nobody's 16 yet. This year they will. No, they're, they're okay. <laughs> so, how do you have time for to. Cater to a gentleman's touch. Uh, you just got to make a schedule, quite honestly. And mm. sometimes that schedule works, sometimes it doesn't. And just being open with the with the customers, saying like, "Hey, I'm running a little bit late. It's like I got a two and a four year old, but I try not to let that be the reason why something happens. So I try to get things done as quickly as I can, and then that way, at the final time, it was for me to deliver it to, I have it already packaged, packaged, and ready to go out for them so oh, um, so yeah it, it's it can be challenging because again with a two and a four year old you really never know what's gonna come case in point like today mm -hmm. but um <laughs> you know you just gotta you gotta try to build some of those contingency plans into your into your routine so that we don't have to worry about it too too much okay okay i can't wait to get into this cake <laughs> uh, i see if i see them on uh i try to stay away from this stuff but it just keeps calling it's me. sunday it's okay yeah uh who you got for the super bowl vote you know what, man? I don't really know. Uh, I, full disclosure, I'm not a super football fan. Okay. So. Do you know who? Do you know who? You should make me look that bad. On, on it's the, the L. A. Rams, not St. Louis. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Okay. I, I mean, I follow, I follow it enough to know what okay. it is, but in terms of like, oh, this is my team. Yeah, no, that, I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay. So, okay. Tim, but I, but I'll be. Watching and probably having some some type of uh, package for for the gentleman to have for Super Bowl. Okay, so it. you're baking for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think I'm gonna drop something. I can next put it in the order. Yeah, I'm gonna probably okay. do a, a pound cake sampler. You know, okay, call a gentleman's box with I'm thinking some alcohol infused pound cakes. So oh, okay, okay. I'll, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll let it marinate tonight and, and put something out tomorrow. Okay, Tim, who you got? Uh, I'll just say the Bengals, just because. I don't really care. The underdog? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. So, yeah, I don't care. I don't want to go too far into it. There's no black coach and there's no black quarterback. So that's normally when my team is not in it. Those are my little mm -hmm. differentiators on. Mm -hmm. That's what my uncle taught me growing Come up. Come on, uncle. That's what I'm talking about. So. That conversation's coming soon. It is coming. Because we started that conversation and yeah. not shut me down because I'm yeah. not a big football. I'm a basketball fan. But kind of told me like it was, that's the way that it just is. And then, you know, somebody showed up the next week and told us, uh-uh, that's not how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we'll see. Mm. We're definitely going to have a whole show on that. <laughs> yes, we are. So, uh, Tim Jones, thank you. Once again, enjoy your birthday surprise from a gentleman's touch and unapologetic. And uh, bowling, we're gonna have you back because we got a lot of stuff to talk to you about as far as um, 
you know, the world today and mm. all the great things that you have done to serve as well. Kim, safe travels back to Carbondale, and we will see you on Wednesday. Wednesday night mm -hmm. at sometime. <laughs> Mari has games, so if uh, oh, they win okay. tomorrow, they play Wednesday. Probably shouldn't have said that. We'll figure it out. Work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, where do we find a gentleman's touch? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at a gentleman's touch bakery. Okay. And then on Instagram, my handle is a baker named Bowley. A baker I named Bowley. I didn't know that. I'll get on Okay. A baker named Bowley. Yeah. Yes. Spell Bowley. B O L L E. Okay. E. A baker named Okay. Good. How'd you get the name Bowley? Uh, <laughs> it's funny. I was actually hanging out with some of my neighborhood guys last night. <laughs> uh, so, you know the horse Grant Goggles? Yeah. So as a kid, oh, yeah. I kept breaking these all the time. And so mom was like, you know what? Well, you better not break the ones you got on. Nah, I see what they say on the side. You know what? I can, I can, I can, I can, I can afford my own eyes. So. Oh, oh, come on! He's singing out his pocket. So I kept breaking them. So mom was like, since you keep playing basketball and breaking them, we're just going to give you some basketball goggles. Mm -hmm. And so the brand name of it was Bowie. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> and so it actually started out as a joke, and so we had well, we had a couple of jokes in the neighborhood, but uh, one particular one on my block was just like, "Hi, we're gonna start calling you Bowley." Ha 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 ha! And so he, every time he would see me, mm -hmm. he would just say Bowley, and then it just it Stuck. just caught fire. And so then from there, I was like, "Okay, well at least that's in the neighborhood." And then so the neighborhood ended up hanging out with some of my high school people, and so then they started calling me. <laughs> and then from high school, went up to DeKalb, and they followed me there, and then before I know it, Dr. Hemphill was calling me both. And so it was just kind of like, you know, as much as I try to, you know, push away from it, I did just finally accept it. And it's like, you know what? Yeah, and most people think it's my real name. Anyway. I, I did. Yeah. I did. I, I thought Bowling. I yeah. thought your name was Michael Bowling. Yeah. And then when I went, I don't know how I saw it was John's. I'm like, oh, okay, it's Michael. Lord have mercy. Yeah. What was y'all doing at NIU? Didn't NIU was a great we place. Was education. Mm, yes. We were learning so much incredible yes. things. Yeah. I think SIUC, but I mean, okay. you know, anyway. shout, shout out to the Salukis. Thank you very much. Timothy L. Jones, <laughs> leave no potential on the table. I am Tim Jones. Dot com. Gotta do your van Get it today. Yes. And uh, I love what he said. I gotta sell five. I need to sell five of these. Yes. I need to sell. I'll, I'll, I'll be doing seven. mine today. I got one, but I'm gonna get one. All right. Yes. Thank you. You Thank all be safe, safe travels to everybody, and uh, we will see you all real soon. Yes. Thank you all.